up, citizens? It's Vincent Jones, a.k.a. Citizen Jones, here with another episode of Quarantine and Chill, a daily podcast where we talk to LGBTQ people from around the world, learning more about their story and how they are experiencing the coronavirus pandemic, or what I basically call the zombie apocalypse. So grab a drink with or without alcohol and tag a few friends on the socials to join you for this kiki. And let's quarantine and chill. You know you can't go nowhere. Hell no. Hello there, Les. Or should I say Dove the DJ? How are you doing today? Hi. Oh, things are good. Things are good. You know, about the same as everybody else. Right, right. Um, so you're in Winnipeg now, right? Yes. Yeah, I was actually born and raised here. So tell the Quarantine and Chill audience a little bit about Winnipeg and what the gay scene is like there. Hey, Winnipeg, I guess, um, it's like, it's like the biggest small town ever. Like, we're a city <laughs> of like, you know, we're about 750, 800,000 people, like apparently going to be hitting a million like in the next like 10 years or whatever. But like, here, everybody knows each other. Uh, and, and you're it's in, it's in Canada, correct? Yeah, yeah, Canada in Manitoba, we're the middle province, right above North Dakota. Gotcha. And is there a big, is there a big gay community there? A lot of gay bars. Uh, we have two gay bars. Uh, we have Fame and Club Two Hundred. Fame is where I have my residency. Fame is more like it's more of like your typical like nightclub, uh, uh-huh. which is awesome. It's a lot of fun. And then we have Club Two Hundred, which has been around since nineteen eighty eight. So it's actually the oldest gay bar in Canada for sure, possibly even North America. Uh, very cool. Yeah, and it's been in the same spot owned by the same people the entire time. And that place is kind of like walking into a time warp. <laughs> they, it's, yeah, it's like they got the VLTs and they have all that kind of stuff, right? And they just have like the regular crew of people that go there. And it's uh, there it's mostly a drag bar. So if you want to see some really creative drag shows, Club 200 is a good spot to go. And how is the how is the community being affected right now with everything going on with the stay at home orders? Is are people being affected? I find a lot of us tend to work in industries where we're working with people. Like yeah. I myself, like my full time, I'm a hairstylist, and then I do the DJing, and I'm also a spin instructor. So for me personally, at least, I lost all three of my income streams in about three or four hours. So, uh, yeah, it just, wow. yeah, it's just like that same day, just everything was like, boom, boom, boom. Right. And suddenly I went from doing, having three jobs to having zero. Uh, yeah. But I, I think here we're a very community oriented place. So I see a lot of the drag Queens doing like, you know, live shows and DJs like me and other people doing shows on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, right. Just to keep kind of people's spirits up. And to also like help us not go insane because for a lot of us, um, uh, sitting still is hard. And uh, yeah, and I'm sure for a lot of people, grinder has been completely useless. And uh, yeah, temptation. So we're going to get into more about you. Could definitely want to hear about more about how you um, got into those three different um, jobs um, yeah. and everything. But first, let's get into some hot topics for today. Oh, that's hot. You ready? Sure, let's do it. So, now this is a, so a lot of people have been watching a lot of Netflix. And I don't know about you, but everyone that I see posting on social media is talking about one show, Tiger King. Have you watched that show? I've watched one episode. And what do you think? I've watched three so far. What do you think? I think it's absolutely insane. Um, (laughs) I'm an animal lover myself. Like, I have four cats, two dogs, and a rabbit in my home. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, I'm definitely an animal lover. So, on one hand, I'm a little bit jealous because I'm like, okay, you got, like, two husbands, a giant property, and 200 big cats. Right. Right. (laughs) Right? I'm like, that sounds like exactly what I want my future to look like. And, um, yeah, but, no, it's it's crazy. Like, I don't even know how one even gets into that business to begin with. Like, right. how do you think, oh, I'm going to get a shit ton of cats. I'm going to open a zoo. 
and I'm going to do like all this crazy shit. I was very, I was actually very impressed when he went into his um, gift shop and they had like the Tiger King underwear and like the everything, sex yeah, and like, and like coffee mugs and every like all that kind of stuff, right? So, to honestly, like, I'm sure things come out later in the documentary that he's crazy, uh, but you can't help but be impressed by like his business acumen. That's definitely true. I mean, you one thing you will find in later episodes is that they all have multiple spouses. It's like makes so, sense. So like somehow there must be a thing if you run one of these zoos or whatever they're called, you have to have a harem. And it's like how does like how does that guy get like he has, but what he has, like no legs or all these different things, well, whatever. He has all these issues, but yet still he has multiple men, and I can't get one. <laughs> <laughs> and like, did you see the picture of his one husband that didn't have teeth? And yes. then there was a picture of him when he got his teeth fixed. Yes, he was. He looked much better. I mean, yeah, he, I'm he, like, he, I'm like, you're a handsome dude with teeth. Yes, yeah. yeah. And you see his tattoo with like a property of Tiger King. His tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's insane. And that show, that, I mean, I feel like that show is made for this period of time when we all need something that's just so unbelievable, but yet right. it's true. Just so over the top, like stuff to like talk about. Are you watching anything else on, on Netflix or on, on online? Uh, I'm like, okay, so I have a, not, I'm, okay. I'm not going to say like fascination, but like, I've always enjoyed like true crime documentaries. Yeah. So, like, the, uh, like, honestly, in my house, the Investigation Discovery Channel is pretty much always on. <laughs> all <laughs> and, the time. <laughs> yeah, like, all the time. And I just say, uh, yeah, no, I, I like stuff like that. I like, kind of like seeing uh, how people can go into such downward spirals over different things, right? And I think it just gives you such a, such a different perspective on how, like, maybe your actions could affect other people in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Or just like, you know, things to kind of watch out for in your own life. Like, you know what? Maybe this person might chop me up and throw me in the Right, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love you. Like, uh-oh, I, I saw that. And that, that that documentary let me watch out. I think you're about to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Uh, so there's been that. And I actually just watched the Hillary Clinton documentary on Netflix yesterday. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. It's so good. I haven't seen it yet, but a friend of mine, a bunch of my friends have told me about it. I'm going to put that, put that on next. Yeah. I've been watching, um, have you heard of um, Elite? You know the show Elite? No. So it's a Spanish um, like document, a Spanish um, TV show. And it's basically, it's, it's a true crime. It's a, well, not true crime. It's a, a scripted show. But it's about a murder that takes place at an elite prep school. And um, so it kind of, and then along the, the, the first episode, first season, trying to figure out who killed this person but along the way you kind of get the backstory about what happened with everyone and right. they're they're very sexy there's a lot of like there's a lot of hot sex scenes a lot of homoeroticism um it's, it's, i recommend that one i think you like that one yeah no it sounds good you had me at homoeroticism okay i mean <laughs> just from the first episode i was like oh i'm into this show <laughs> <laughs> So something else that's happening nowadays is um, people who live alone are creating these um, quarantines um, where it's like people decide that they're only going to hang out with each other, but they're going to make sure they're going to promise to each other that they don't um, hang out with anyone else. So that way, even though they live alone, they can be able to have some people to interact with who they already know and trust. What do you think about this quarantine phenomenon? You know, I think if it's done, because when when looking at coronavirus and the isolation that we all have to go through, uh, yes, there is like the medical like safety aspect of it, but there's also like, you know, when when you're benefiting physically, I guess in a way, a lot of people are facing challenges mentally, like just because some of us are really bad at not seeing humans. Right. And, you know, we can do what we can via like, you know, Skype and stuff, whatever. But like there's something to be said about human to human interaction. And I think as long as it's being done in a safe way, 
And yeah, as long as it's being done in a safe way and nobody is being harmed by it, then to me, if it's a difference of, you know, your mental health going in a like significant downward spiral or not, then I'd say, okay, go for it. Yeah, I know that I, I feel the same way. I know I have one of my good friends. We do a sanity check with each other every day. So we'll call each other every day and just say, how are you doing? Um, because we're both, we're very good friends. We also are both entrepreneurs. So we're kind of just juggling this stuff with this mess of economy with no business going on. Um, and, um, and so I was like, but it's good to be able to know we have someone we can talk to. But like, the, and the other day, two days ago, we did a walk. He came over. And, you know, we had our masks on, we were socially distant and just walked around the neighborhood. Um, but as I've been hearing my, some friends talk about their, their quarantine, it's like, oh, that's an interesting idea. I may do it because it's definitely hard to be living alone and not have anyone to, you know, to like to hug, to touch or anything. And especially right. you mentioned Grinder earlier. It's like, the, you know, you can't, you know, have any um, friends come over and visit. <laughs> yeah 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 no it's uh yeah and people are i think people are facing this situation like you know we all have different challenges right and for some people they may love being alone uh right. some people but then those same people may like really hate not being able to work so then right. they're dealing maybe with feelings of just feeling kind of useless at the moment because there's you know, nothing that you can do that you would typically do. So for them, it's not even like social isolation that gets them. It's just not being productive. And okay, you, me, obviously, you, you, you obviously like to work. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, but here's the thing. You use the word work. And I know it sounds a little bit corny, but, you know, I'm a huge believer in if you love what you do, you're never working. You're just That's doing right. what you love and you just happen to be able to support yourself with it. Um, I remember I got my first job when I was 12 years old washing dishes and oh I worked in restaurants more or less for like 10, 15 years, something like that. And I vowed to myself that at this point in my life, I will never set foot in a restaurant as an employee ever again. Uh, nothing against people that do restaurant work and love it. Like my mom raised me on it. Uh, but for me, it's just something that I don't enjoy doing anymore and I won't go back to that. So the three things that I do do, uh, for me, it's like, I have my one thing that puts food on the table. That's hair. I got DJing, which is artistic and fun. And I have something physical and teaching spin classes. So to me, it's just like things that I would really be doing anyway. Like I'd be listening to music anyway. I'd be going to a spin class anyway. Why not turn a profit from it? How are you going to be in a DJ? Uh, okay, so me and my husband, uh, we run a company here in Winnipeg called BTLV. So basically, like, we're, we're Jewish, and the BTLV in Hebrew actually means in Tel Aviv. So essentially, oh, okay. what we kind of do is we try to bring some of, like, the culture in terms of their club atmosphere with, like, music and kind of theme parties and kind of things that they can kind of do over there. We try to bring it here, at least in some small way. And when we first started, we were working with, a, with another DJ, and that relationship had kind of gone south. So mm -hmm. he opted to bow out, which was fine. And then we needed a DJ. And us uh, just kind of starting out and not really having a whole lot of like a bank account to fall back on. We're definitely like watching our money and being like, okay, so how can we do this and make it um, economical? Right. And then my husband turned to me. He's like, why don't you learn to DJ? And I'm like, okay. So I went and bought the cheapest equipment I could find. And uh, my friend here in Winnipeg, DJ Wizard, uh, he kind of gave me, uh, he kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. Like, these are some of your basic concepts. Practice them. Go. <laughs> and uh, so then, yeah, I just kind of started playing with him at Club 200. Uh, he would have me do an opening set where there was, like, nobody in the bar and just wow. kind of watch me, like, crash and burn. And then I was fine. And then eventually I kind of got the hang of it and it was good. And then he started like 
giving me like you know a 45 minute set in the middle of the night right where everything was bumping so to just kind of give me that experience and all of that till eventually i was doing my own nights and then one of the owners of fame was like hey want to come like play here tonight and i'm like okay and i was like terrified because club 200 has a capacity of like 150 people like it's not a big place fame has a capacity of 600 so wow. I was just like going from playing these little 45 minute sets at Club 200 to being asked to do a full night from 10 till 2.30 at Fame. And I was just like, okay, let's do it. And it was great. Like, I still remember that first night. I remember the feeling. And uh, yeah, and then of course I still, um, I DJ all of our BTLV events, which we have some at Fame, some at 200, some at different venues throughout the city, like always queer wow. friendly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of that. So essentially I started out on a whim. I love it. And you also are, you do hair. So like you, you can't be, you can't definitely can't do hair in this time period. But I know I'm having, uh, I get my haircut every week and it's now been two weeks, two weeks I've been without a haircut. And this has been one of the biggest topics that among me and my friends about getting our haircut. But from your size, you can't make money from doing hair. Um, or also doing your music and spin. So how are you um, surviving in this time period? Um, in one word, Canada. Oh, Canada. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau actually just, uh, I can apply for it tomorrow because it's based on your birthday when you can apply. But he actually okay. just uh, put out what's called the Canadian Emergency Relief something, C-R-E-B. I forget what the B stands for. Uh, But basically what they're doing is every Canadian that cannot work because of COVID-19 gets $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really make up for all of it, but it'll definitely help. And honestly, like not being able to go out and eat all the time, I have saved so much fucking money. Just not being able to eat, not being able to go for beers, and not being able to do all that normal stuff that we do. No movies, like none of that, right? So it just like I have saved so much money. So, but but do you find like what my issue is? I have more food in my apartment than I think I have in probably my most of my adult life, and so I'm like, oh, I have. I mean, I just like get up and walk around. I just walk to the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, let me just snack on this or snack on that. Do you find yourself snacking all the time now? I ate two party-sized bags of chips yesterday. <laughs> so that's a yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the other day, I think for lunch, I had a dozen pierogies with like sour cream and like onions and bacon. Uh, by the way, I'm a terrible Jew. I don't keep kosher. I eat bacon. Um, and then I was still hungry. Or maybe I was just bored. So I also had two grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, my God. And then I made burgers for dinner. And oh, my yeah, God. I've been, yeah. I've, been, I've been eating, like, a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the whole summer problem. body is canceled this summer. There will be no summer bodies this year. Well, here's the thing. I'm waiting for it to come, but I think I – Okay, so have you seen on Instagram – I'm not sure what your Instagram is like, but with mine, with all the spin stuff, I get, like, hammered with ads for fitness stuff. Yeah, I do. So yeah. uh, I ordered one of a set of those like resistance bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ordered them. I'm I'm still waiting. It's in transit. So I'm hoping that I can just like use this time in my house to just kind of get like gay porn ripped. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can start, you can start, you can start only fans or just for fans. I make some extra money, man. Honestly, <laughs> at this point, like. Fine. Why not? <laughs> it's funny. My 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 trainer that I've used for many years. He emailed the other day. He's like, "Oh, I'm starting to do virtual training sessions." And I was like, "Oh, it's not a bad idea because I need to. I need to. I'm eating so much, and I'm like sitting and doing a lot of calls and stuff. And before I worked from home, but I would often like go out for meetings. I'll go out for lunch meetings, like dinner, the very social type stuff. But now I can't do that. So then he said, "Well." If you want to do it, you got to buy all this equipment. It wasn't that expensive. He said, if you do it all, 
he will pay for half of it. So like, okay, that's a good that's a good deal. Like the, yeah. the bands, a yoga mat, some weights, the whole like TRX thing. Um, but then he was like, I was like, so how much is it going to cost? I was like, wait, you're going to charge me the same amount that I used to pay to go to you in person um, to do it virtually? Like he's like, pretty much, yes. I'll give you a little discount. And I was like, oh, let me think about that. So it's like. It's because he's, he's an amazing trainer, an amazing trainer. But it was just um, it's, it's at a time when I'm thinking about my income and like my business income is down. It's hard to commit to that. Right. Well, one thing all the um, spin studios in the city have been doing because we have six or seven of them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually rented out all their bikes to uh, riders, so they have them in their oh, homes, and oh, wow. then all of us instructors are doing like uh, on-demand classes. Oh, oh that's a, are you so you're doing on-demand classes? Yeah, but the studio that I'm working in were actually very new. Like they just opened their doors end of January. Oh my god! So oh my god. so just like in the um, in the spirit of keeping the business alive where actually all the trainers have agreed that we're doing these classes for free. Gotcha. Yeah. So honestly, it gets me on the bike. It keeps me fit. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck whatever. And uh, as long as we have a space to go back to and work when all this is said and done. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you on, find you on online or anywhere for your spin classes? Um, I have um, an Instagram page for my spin stuff called Another Gay Spin Instructor. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so there you can find me there, and there'll be links to like the Ignite Studio and like all that kind of stuff. Great, and I'll put links to every all how to find you um, there and your DJ and the, all your stuff in the show notes for, for this episode as well. Cool. And so, uh, so you're so you're married. Yeah. How long have you been married? We've been married. What year is it? Uh, six years. <laughs> and so, are you guys? So you now you're home a lot more. Yeah. Um, so you guys are home together a lot more. Has has that been an adjustment? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah it has. Uh, because, like, I was never home before. Mm-hmm. right just because i was always doing something and then my husband he actually uh he a few years back he was in a really bad car accident so mm-hmm. uh he actually he doesn't work he can't work mm-hmm. uh so he kind of survives on like what he gets from the government which he was working for Canada revenue agency before like taxation like your irs mm-hmm. um so he they he was working and then they actually had him medically retired so, so he get he he gets his like benefits and all that kind of stuff, right? So he's fine, right. uh, but he doesn't work, so he's at home all the time. Uh, so with me also being home, it's like, you know, there's definitely some days where I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna go downstairs and play video games and like chill out, <laughs> right? But it's like, but yeah. typically, when I was working, my day would be working and then you know running errands because he can't drive. Uh, so I'm always the one that runs the errands and does all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, usually like go back to work. Cause I usually would work two out of three jobs most days, except for Sundays. That's God's day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes I would teach in the morning, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely been an adjustment. It's been kind of nice to have a bit of a break from everything and it's been nice to see him more Mm -hmm. uh but just like any couple that's been together for a long time it's like sometimes you kind of just gotta have a little bit of space yeah i know it's for 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 couples for family for friends for everyone but i but i think also in this time period people are are um probably like um navigating being together in a in a way they haven't been, been before, and in some cases it may help people to realize um, how they have been taking their their partners or their friends or families for granted, and they're yep. really finding ways to um, to not do that anymore and be able to really appreciate the time they have together. So I imagine I know a lot of um, a lot of queer people around the world tend to have um, tend to live like you, where they do multiple jobs and they 
um, may live with a partner or may live alone. Um, so a lot of their incomes are really based upon um, like um, people like coming to a show or coming to get a service done or whatever like that. Is that the same? Is it similar in Winnipeg? And are people really feeling the impacts of not being able to get income from their normal business? Or is the state or is Canada government really filling the gap in that way? Uh, well, the Canadian government has been doing amazing in helping out citizens that can't work because of this. Uh, like I said, with CRB, it's like that's two grand a month that most people can, you know, even though it might be a little bit tight, but like you can survive on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, all of our like banks and all that stuff are um, being really awesome about deferring mortgage payments for two, three months, just so people don't have to worry about that. So then, you know, it kind of offsets the that amount less that you're making. So right. I really I'm very grateful to live where I live right now. Uh, but I find, you know, uh, not it's not even necessarily queer people that kind of work on that gig economy these days. I think it's mostly a lot of, like, most young people. Mm. A lot of people have, like, their nine-to-five or, you know, whatever, like, their steady job that may not Mm. make ends meet. So then they do other things, whether it's creating artwork or providing services or Mm -hmm. running one of those pyramid schemes or, like, whatever, right? (laughs) Uh, um, I actually got messages from four different pyramid schemes within the first week that the salon closed wow. uh yeah like what the shakes the cbd tea <laughs> yeah yeah the tea um arbon is a one that i get approached by a lot and it's funny because and yes this is off topic i'm going on a tangent uh but people will like come to me because they know i'm a hairdresser and be like you yeah. should sell arbon hair products Without thinking that I were I am employed by a salon that carry brands that I am supposed to sell. Right. If I have a person in my chair and I'm like, you should buy this Arbonne hairspray from me, I am going to get so fired. Yeah. Like so fired. Because it's like a huge conflict of interest. But I guess people just don't think that way. They're like, you have somebody that's a captive audience in your chair. Right. <laughs> like, you can sell them anything. They trust you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna betray that trust. No, I, am I going to lose my job to sell this hairspray that I don't even really think works? Um, and, and, it's, and it's better to gossip when in a chair anyway. Anyhow, you find out about everything that's going on. Oh, yeah. My my clients have had for a long time. Like, I've been doing hair about 11 years now. Uh, my clients that have had for a long time, it's like, um, they can't leave me. I know too much. <laughs> right. I can't fire them because they know too much. <laughs> I love that. No, I miss my barber. I actually have a new barber that I just started going to a few months ago. But, um, you know, then the last day before the um, zombie apocalypse started, he was like, listen, I can see we're closing tomorrow when your appointment is, but you can come today before midnight. I was like, I'll be there at five. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, like, I'll be there at five. No, make sure whatever you have to do, I want to get a haircut in before this all this all goes through and then and then i was like i'm tempted to text him and be like um can you come over to my apartment and do it and cut my hair here um but i'm not going to do that i'm just going to wear hats and kind of just deal with my like my fro coming out well for the for the first about a week after the salon closed i was doing some home haircuts uh just to make some cash and mostly like honoring appointments that were booked that week Mm-hmm. Uh, but like then like after that first week things started getting really crazy here like we're not quite a, at the America crazy point yet with this COVID stuff but mm-hmm. you know well on our way so then once everything started getting crazy I'm like you know what it's not worth it it's not worth it yeah no it's not so worth let's... risking my safety or like safety of everybody else and like you know my husband with some of the medications that he's on for his oh, pain yeah, and all that sure. kind of stuff he's yeah. technically considered immune compromised mm-hmm. so i just don't want to bring anything home like i don't get sick like i never get sick like but however i will bring a virus home like nobody's business and it's like <laughs> i'm perfectly healthy He's upstairs dying. It's a, hey, yeah. You're, you're and, a great and just carrier. like, what's wrong? I'm fine. <laughs> oh my God. No, not, that, and that's definitely my fear. That's been my fear. That's why I took it very serious in the beginning because my 
mom just finished um, chemotherapy a few months ago, a few weeks ago. And um, we're kind of waiting to see what, what the status of things are. And my grandparents are pretty old and they have a lot of um, health issues and, um, and I help, help take care of them. And I don't want to have to, if I have to go to see one of them, um, I want to make sure that I'm not carrying anything over. Yeah. And that's the, that's the hard part. So switching gears a little bit. So we have this game that we play here um, called What Would You Do? I'm going to give you a scenario and you tell me what would you do? Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. So I know, and this, I know you said that you don't get sick ever, but in this scenario, you have a fever and a dry cough and some chest pain. You call the hospital and they tell you to wait until your fever is a little bit higher before going into the hospital because you're not considered high risk. What would you do? Um, well, I'm a huge believer in listening to people that know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, it would be medical professionals. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I I would wait. Because, A, the systems are getting, like, so overloaded with stuff. Not so mm-hmm. much in Winnipeg yet. We've only had, I think we've had under 100 cases here. But... Mm-hmm. But hospitals are being kind of overloaded. So if they're telling me to wait a couple of days and see what happens, then that's what I'm going to do. But you're going to call every like five minutes, probably it's like, okay, now it's up. Well, I'd be checking my fever like crazy. Like, like yeah, that yeah. thermometer would not be coming out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know I had, I, I had a little bit, I, I had a headache. I was like, oh my God, is this the fever? And so every hour I would check my temperature and it was like exactly the same every time. It was always like 98.6, <laughs> maybe 98.5 or four, but it was always 90. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm not a zombie yet. I'm okay. Citizens, what would you do in a scenario? You can go to our Quarantine and Chill Facebook page. Let us know right now. You can also post it to your Instagram story or on Twitter. Just make sure to add us or to use the hashtag Quarantine and Chill. We'll share it. But, but you and know what? Zombie, probably... zombie lovingly too, by the way. Yeah. However, with things, um, you know, with things how they are, we probably would have been a lot more prepared for like an actual zombie apocalypse because we've all watched The Walking Dead. Listen, damn it! You step outside, you risk your life. Yeah. <laughs> like we all know what happens. Yeah. And this we didn't see coming. We didn't see coming. I'm like, no. zombies, we have been educating ourselves on that for years. Zombies and aliens. That's why like I'm like, where is, Will, where is Will Smith? Will, Will, right? Will Smith to save us from, from all this stuff. Yeah, Will Smith or like Brendan Fraser. Like, yeah. 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 Or Tom Cruise or... Um, Just really... Angelina name, um, 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 Jolie. Like one of these people. Like, literally any, like, gay sex symbol from the 90s. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. where are you? Where, where are you? We're, we have to put out the, whatever the gay bat signal is, uh, put it out there and maybe it, it'll come it, and save us. It, it's just, well, obviously it would be a rainbow. Like, that would just make sense. Oh, that's true. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> the gay bat signal. We need help. We need help. We, we need you. We need you. Um, given that we don't have any of our gay superheroes to save us, how are you staying sane in this time period? Uh, biggest thing for me is move. Like, move your body. Do whatever you can. Um, I've, If you're fortunate enough to have stairs in your home, like, mm-hmm. just walk up and down the stairs. Like, break a sweat. Like, mm. do something, right? Like, the other day, my poor dog, he's about 30 pounds. Uh, I was basically just like carrying him up and down the stairs. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like row, 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 row. Yeah, to just do something, and if if you can, like, if you can go for a walk, then like, do that. Like, do that. Like, if you have a treadmill in your house, use it. Like, try to use this time to, I don't know, maybe get into like a little bit better shape. Like, read a book. Like, do something. Like. If you're not going to be super productive, and that's okay, because I know we all deal with this kind of stuff differently, you know, 
Right, you see this right. post saying, oh, you should be using this to, like, Gwyneth Paltrow says you should learn a new language, but, like, she also <laughs> steams her vagina, so fuck Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, but, like, I don't know, just do things, you know. This is an unprecedented time in our lives in which we actually can do stuff to make us happy and have unlimited time to do it. So, you know, if you want to sit there and play video games, cool, do that. If you want to read a book that you've been trying to get around to, awesome. If you want to launch a business somehow, all the more power to you. Uh, one thing I've been doing is just like every night I've been cooking something I haven't made before. Just going online and trying to like find a recipe, trying to make it relatively healthy. Uh, I made this like creamy garlic chicken stuff that was like fucking unreal. And like uh, <laughs> that wasn't healthy. That is just because I wanted it. And uh, yeah, just do different things and just always make sure, you know, connect with your friends. Like we're fortunate enough in this day and age that we can still do it, even if it's not in person, but something. Hi, citizens. For today's wellness tips, go to the Quarantine and Chill Facebook page. You can even leave some of your own. Could you imagine Could you imagine this without this technology, though? Like not oh, it would be, the, be the worst. It would be the worst. And like, with like, I mean... I mean, we have like, you know, Hulu, um, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, all these cable channels, all these like Zoom, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, like, all the different ways to connect with us. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine what this would be like without those things. P.S. When did Zoom even become a thing? Right. I've had the Zoom app on my phone for I don't know how long, but I've never initiated a Zoom call until this all started. And I don't, I've had FaceTime on my iPhone forever and I hardly ever use FaceTime when I talk to people and now I'm always videoing a few times a day like I, I heard about Zoom last week because all the um, all the trainers at the spin studio we just did like a Zoom party mm-hmm. and uh, yeah so that was my first time using it and since then I have used it four times have you heard of there's also you might like one called house party Okay, yeah, I've heard of it. So with House Party, you can do um, like Pictionary games with friends. You can play like a heads up, at Ellen's game, the Ellen games. But that one's like more social. Um, but yeah, but there's there's so many different ones, and and so you're um, you're also DJing a bunch too now still. Yeah, um, I'm just trying. Yesterday. Yeah, I'm just trying to do it on like Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Saturdays at what like, time? Uh, I, I'll usually go live at around ten or eleven Central Time. Gotcha. And and last in this past Saturday, you had a bunch of DJ and a bunch of drag queens with you too. Yeah, that was fun. Um, that was our first time doing that. Uh, some people were sending us like some pre-recorded videos that we're trying to figure out a way to do that. But we're also trying to like stream on different platforms like Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we attempted Zoom, uh, but it kind of got a little bit complicated uh just because it's like there's no way to just stream on all of them especially instagram because they're crazy like that but there's no way to just do everything all at once right so uh there's a few technical glitches but it was fun we had a bunch of drag queens from all over canada so i'm hoping to do that again next saturday so if anybody's interested, you can find me on Instagram and just shoot me a message if you want to kind of come sneak into my live video, do a little number. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, no, so it, it, it's been fun. It's just a way to A, keep my skills up so I don't get rusty and mm-hmm. to just kind of use this opportunity to make connections with some different people, different artists, because uh, we do bring artists in for our club shows as well. Uh, we've had a bunch from Toronto and like the West Coast and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, I definitely, I definitely feel like this is going to be a period where, uh, well, the, I feel like the, the 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 gay community in large has found a lot of creativity and like and um and being ostracized and being forced to be in the closet. Like we find a find ways, even like the whole idea like friends of being like we're friends of Dorothy, like ways to be able to say who we are without knowing who we are or even like the idea of like do you know what do you know what a, a, a tea dance is and where that comes from uh, i don't know where it comes from but i've been to them so um a tea dance i was, I was telling i was talking to a 
younger friend of mine. I was like, what's a tea dance? And he said, basically, a tea dance, they started at a time when gays couldn't dance together. And but tea parties, at least in America, tea parties were still popular, probably still in Canada, too. So people would have tea parties and they would um, and then the gays would say, oh, let's just call it a tea party. And that way the police won't come and think it's a party. Um, and then um, over the years, when the like the the gay scene came to be a little more like butch and macho and hyper masculine, like the t-shirts and jeans, they started calling it like the letter T in a dance. And then it kind of like more like a working class scene became more a part of it. And they have to go to work on Monday, so you have these like these mid afternoon disco dance parties um, that um, they were like a everybody got to live their best life on the dance floor. And so it's um, so like I feel like this just like the whole idea of we are not allowed to dance without getting arrested. So let's figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. It's like now, now we're, it's like we're, it's a moment like that where legally we're allowed to dance, but we're not allowed to gather because of the coronavirus. So I feel like, but like drag queens want to perform, DJs want to dance, and gays love a dance floor and a little bit of and being with being with each other. So I feel like. We're gonna find something. We're gonna figure. We're gonna figure out these technological these technological glitches, with like Instagram Live and Zoom and Facebook Live or whatever else, or maybe create something brand new to be able to find Craig virtual space so we can have this like big global tea dance party. Maybe maybe we'll call them a V dance, like a virtual virtual dance party. Or right, I like that. And I, yeah. you know, well, one thing to be said about the queer community at large is we're resilient. Yeah. And and we always have been. And I think just like and we're also very creative and one thing i find with most gay people that i've met is whatever they choose to do they are very good at it yeah like we are extra we're extra as fuck (laughs) yeah we're just an extremely extremely talented community as a whole like of course we have our people that aren't like anybody else but uh, but like for the most part we're just like yeah if we're gonna do something we're gonna do it and I totally agree. And it's awesome to just see everybody else kind of coming out and supporting each other. And yeah, no, it's just uh, honestly out of the whole kind of shitty situation, it's really cool that gay, like that queer people have been able to make something work out of it. After this is over, looking ahead, um, when we're able to travel again, where do you want to travel to first? Okay, so I've never, um, you know, I'm 30, I'll be 30 in a month. Mm -hmm. I've never been to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico. Ah. (laughs) So I know it's kind of like, oh, everybody does that, blah, blah, blah. I've never done it. I'm almost 30 years old. I've never gone and sat in a resort, buy a pool, and drank my face off for free. It's like, I have never done that. I just want to do it just one time. And, of course, there's other places I want to visit. Like, I want to go to um, Pride in Tel Aviv, whenever yeah. that's – I'm sure it's not happening this year, but, like, next Well, year. so I was talking to somebody who was very involved with Flip It All the other, the other day, and he was he said, listen, I don't think we're going to cancel it, but if we do, it may be different. Um, but he says you can, and he happens to be the head of like the nightlife association in Tel Aviv, or I think for all of Israel, actually, he was like, whatever we do, I want to make sure there's something. And so he said, because we can, we've lived through too much to not be able to have pride. One well, Winnipeg, our pride and our pride usually gets between 40 and 50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually have it first Sunday in June, Uh, but it was just announced last week that it's been postponed till September this year. Yeah, I feel like this year, like September is going to be Pride Month because the LA Pride is is also around that time period and ours has been moved to 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 September too also. Um, So I feel like maybe, maybe this, just for this year, all Pride should just just be moved to to September and then we kind of plan that way. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I would love to go to Tel Aviv Pride. Uh, I've always wanted to visit Japan. Uh, mm. 
just because I love the idea of going somewhere that's like a hundred percent crazy culture shock. Like I, I like I want to go somewhere where it's not even I don't understand the language, but the letters don't even make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, no, no, for just, the um for the um the all inclusive resorts, I used to be against them because I thought, oh, that's not traveling. And then I went to one. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Well, like, I, I think there's amazing. a difference between there's a difference between traveling and a vacation. True. Because traveling, you know, you're going, you're experiencing culture. There's some work involved. You're like, you know, there's some stress involved. Right, uh, yeah. so a vacation to me is exactly what I said. You're going somewhere, you're sitting by a pool in a resort and you are relaxing and you are drinking and and eating and everything and what yeah that to me that's a vacation um yeah and i've always wanted to go to africa i'm a huge wildlife person and i just think like Uh, the wealth of like wildlife opportunities there i think is just so cool and i would love to go experience that well yeah but there's the um just not a lot of travel have a lot of the where not Australia though, because everything that lives there wants to kill you. <laughs> but not the not the hot guys there. They want they just want to love you and be nice to you. See, the hot guys are great. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I can meet hot Aussies in like other places. <laughs> there you go. But no, like I like the there's um I think there's a there's when this is all over, it's a lot of the places you talked about. We can travel together too. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have lots of adventures around the world. I can I can I can tell. I can feel it. Cool. I'm into um, before I let you go, I have where can people find you? I know you mentioned already the find you for the um, the Spin Studio on online or Instagram or social media. Where can people find you in general on social media? Uh, Instagram, I have my Dov the DJ account, D O V the DJ, and then under Les Kiesman, K I E S M A N on Facebook. And yeah, that's pretty much where I'm around online. All right. So my last question for you is when this is all over, what do you hope personally to take away from this experience? And what do you hope that the world or Canada or some larger group takes away from this experience? Uh, Me personally, I will never take having to go to work for granted ever again. Mm. Mm. Uh, Because I I just think being able to go to work is just such a privilege because there's a lot of people that can. and I just kind of miss like, I really miss like my circle of like work friends, right? You know, there's people mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily like reach out to them outside of there, but you still enjoy having their presence in your life. Yeah, no, I'm just like, I don't, I'm just, I don't want to take that part of my life for granted anymore. And I think as a global community, I think we should all just be a lot nicer to each other now that we've had the experience of not being able to actually be with each other. Maybe I'll give some maybe I'll give people some perspective on just like, people are awesome. And we're all connected. I think this has shown more than anything we're all connected. And totally. and 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 that not only we as people, but not we as countries, but even as we as people like the the amount of people who have commented about the lack of touch and lack of being able to connect with people, how that's affecting their, their psyche and their mood has been pretty striking. And I think um, we need to think about that more and how, and to your point, be nice, nice to your folks on a day-to-day basis. Well, like even like, you know, when you say touch, it's like, you know, humans, even though we don't really like to think of it this way, we, we are animals. Like it's yeah. what we are. So there, when you look at different, like different, um, like what is it? I think it's, it's either pandas or koalas, like, uh, like some sort of like baby bear, like creature, uh, where they literally, if they don't get cuddled when they're babies, they will die. Mm. And mm. it's like, so I think, you know, it's just, I don't even know where exactly I'm going with this, but I just say, hey, like, yeah, I definitely, I miss being able to hug my friends. I can just say that, right? But no, but I guess, you know, there's a thing, there's a, um, in hospitals when babies are born and they're, you know, they're orphans or whatever, there's a an, a, a, an effort to get people to be able to like touch and hold the babies. 
because yep. if babies don't get touched when they're younger, it affects their development. And I've never heard of anything, any research or data about the um, need for touch among adults. Um, but I think there is something to that because I have just talked to so many people through this podcast and through um, just my, my discussing with friends about how the lack of touch is probably the hardest thing for them to deal with right now, aside Absolutely. from the economic impact of things. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Well, when I see you, when I see you in Winnipeg or in Mexico or in Africa, I'll give you a very big bear hug and then we'll dance to Madonna or somebody. (laughs) Awesome. Looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much, Dove, DJ, for your time today. And thanks for listening. This is Quarantine and Chill. Until next time. Gracias. Toda oba. ni. Obrigado. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Quarantine and Chill, a creation of yours truly, Vincent Jones and Citizen Jones Travel. Much love to the amazing Ben Salk, who produces, edits, and makes all the music for the podcast. If you love this episode, please like and leave positive comments on the podcast platform of your choice. You have no idea how much that helps us. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where you can learn more about today's guests and get any resources mentioned in the conversation, as well as connect with other citizens in the Quarantine and Chill community. Until tomorrow, this is Vincent Jones reminding you to wash your hands. That's Quarantine and Chill. Quarantine and Chill. That's Quarantine and Chill. Quarantine and chill.